0: If it entertains you now, but will bore you someday, it's a distraction. Keep looking, like, Mm. to keep looking for something that you want to really get yourself into.
1: Howie, and welcome to Horse People, a podcast diving into the stories behind some of the world's everyday questions. My goal is to weave a narrative about entrepreneurs, equine professionals, and horseback riders alike, and the stories about the lives they've built. I'm your host, Gideon Kutkowski.
0: My name is Mariana and I am a young entrepreneur.
1: What, what kind of things are you, are you working on?
0: Okay, so basically a, f- a few months ago, I, I took a, a leap of faith basically in my life and in myself, which I'm going to tell you a little bit more about it later because it has to do with Polo. Mm-hmm. And right now I am, so I, I quit my job, my last job, which was in, in, in a family office, Mm. and um, financial family office like uh, getting into uh, helping people invest and I don't know manage their assets in general and more in terms of equities and and assets and and fixed income Mm. but we also have a lot of private equity so it was fun I got to learn a lot about like financial products and how that business is managed but it wasn't something that I really wanted to keep pursuing right mm-hmm. so recently uh, I read a book called The Almanac by a ga- guy called Novak Dravigon okay and if and it says basically it's it's a book about like a twitter feed of like I don't know just life lessons in general and he said this and I read it and it says if it entertains you now but will bore you someday. It's a distraction. Keep looking, like mm. to keep looking for something that you wanna really get in, yourself into. So right now I'm just trying to decide, taking some time off, and 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 decide deciding what's gonna come next. And uh, in the meantime, I'm looking into, I'm working with my family to to see how to. Get a better return on our investment of in all of our assets, basically of like the family.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: so it's been fun because I've been working with my brother because <laughs> um, he's getting involved in it, so it's been hell of a hell of a time and time to discover you know
1: from a family office working inside of it like uh, kind of like an analyst or an associate, and then. Recently, you just, you took a leap of faith into your next yes. chapter, but you know, you're going to want, you want to build something that excites you, right? Did I get that?
0: Exactly. Nice. Nice. Yes. Any, so this is why we're talking right now. <laughs> yeah. and
1: This is why we're talking. Yeah. So any, yeah. Uh, any idea and like any ideas that are sparking interest or sparking um, joy, <laughs> as they say?
0: I think I, it, it, this, it, this just happened like a month ago. So mm-hmm. the first few weeks I said, I'm going to go have some fun. <laughs> and I went to Mexico and had a blast. And now it's the time to actually focus and see, like, really start. Like, I think you, you have to have a clear mind after something like this. And mm-hmm. a vacation it does well to you.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And um, so, I don't know, we've been looking at different stuff with my family that makes sense, makes sense and like business plans and all this stuff. So, I've come to, to consideration that I might want to start something mine. Mm-hmm.
2: Um,
0: I don't know what in yet, but I've already seen some opportunities in these conversations that i have having lately because I talked to Christian the other day and he's a really an entrepreneur real guy and wants to do something Mm -hmm. and he has so many ideas I think everything is everything just starts taking into place whenever you start having conversations you know that's that's where things happen you know Yeah. yeah you gotta talk about them read about them you communicate about them you know so um I am exploring. I like to decide what I like. I don't know. I like to see my options. So maybe, I don't know, at the end of this conversation, we talk about whatever you're doing, and we get involved, and we can make something else. Or I don't know. I love talking to people at the end. This is one of the biggest reasons it has gotten me uh, so far. Or like, for example, uh, making this pink polo cup happen and all this stuff. So it's the the process, you know. You have to respect the process more than what what you want to do in the end, you know, yeah. and enjoy it in the in in the time too.
1: Yeah, you mentioned one thing that I definitely want to talk about, and uh, that's the the pink polo. Yeah. But we can get there. I'm curious. Yeah. Um. How like how did you get in? Obviously, you're on a podcast called Horse People, so. must be uh Uh, and i'm really curious about like how you got into horses
0: okay my mom so this is a funny story my dad used to ride horses and my mom too but like the story of how they met actually is around horses so basically Mm -hmm. the story goes like um there was this kid uh, riding a horse who was like super like active and playful and stuff so my mom was walking into the the fir- her first like riding class or whatever and my dad literally falls off in front of her <laughs> and she was like like uh-huh. very nervous basically like who is this guy so she would remember this guy for a few days after last the guy who fell off the horse you know like as a first instinct this is what she has so yeah basically I've been riding horses because it, it's been in my family my we used to do well my whole family was really into uh show jumping for a really long time I recently discovered that my dad he did like for a year uh, a tour in The United States like jumping around in different uh, show jumping events Mm -hmm. and he he showed in various Grand Prix events and all this stuff so this is information I'm learning as of now (laughs) and then my brother is also an amazing uh, he's a so eventually everybody started playing polo Mm -hmm. because that jockey club and the equestrian show jumping place are there so close by that it was, I don't know, people who wanted to change could go there. So my dad started getting there Mm -hmm. and he got all of us involved eventually. Mm -hmm. And um, um, we all show jumped for a really long time, but my brother started uh, playing polo before like when they were really kids, I don't know why I never got into polo at that point, but mm-hmm. I used to, we all rode horses, basically. Yeah. So it's been part of like my, my, I don't know, the family culture that you, somebody had to show over the weekend, the horse we had to go see, my brothers were playing in a polo tournament or something like that. So I've been like really surrounded by, by, by this for a really long time. And uh, I was really good at jump jumping when I had, when at my moment, <laughs> <laughs> when I was like, I don't know, I took it really seriously for a really long time, um, like for 15 years until I graduated high school.
1: What was your highest jump, just out of curiosity?
0: Um. As a class, like as a show jumping course, I would, it would be like uh, the 130 amateur class. Nice. It was not that big, but like for your level, you have to ride, w- ride well, and I don't yeah, know, exactly. it becomes competitive. That's what it's fun of it, you know? Yeah. Being competitive of whatever level, as well as like, I don't know, there's polo tournaments that are big schools, and they're good polo tournaments, you know? <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that's really how I got into, into horseback riding. And um, recently I got into polo too.
1: So you started playing polo too?
0: Yeah, I started nice. playing polo. <laughs>
1: um, Dangerous. I
0: think it's the most difficult sport I've ever done in my life. It's been a, it's been a journey playing polo, to be honest. Oh, yeah. How ago did you start? Uh, how did I start? Okay, so sweet and sour story. My my dad passed away in 2020 at the end of it. He had an accident. And I came back to Guatemala. I used to live in in Madrid before. And because of the situation, I, I came back to Guate. And I started, like, I came back in general.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Working here and living here. And nothing. I I wanted to do something else. I was already bored. I needed action in my life
1: <laughs> yeah. polo gave you something that,
0: that <laughs> yeah something that my my dad inherited us was like a string of polo horses <laughs>
2: mm-hmm.
0: that we had to take care of and play and ride you know yeah so um yeah. yeah eventually i started heading back and doing doing a little bit of stick and ball uh actually my brother was like he was a. Uh, in a tournament he was in a like a lower handicap game he was one player short and that player had happened to be a negative two handicap we have a different handicap here in Guatemala
2: mm-hmm.
0: anyways and I've been I've gone stick and bowling like once before going to the game and where he told me like basically do you want to play and I was like I don't know if i'm ready or if i've ever played polo in my life but like i went from sticking ball one day directly to a tournament the next day i didn't do anything (laughs) but i was there you know
1: (laughs) yeah it's the spirit it's the spirit of the game and then then i
0: got hooked i got hooked i thought this was like i remember getting off my first chocker like, absolutely clueless of what the hell polo was about. You know, people would just tell me, like, listen, you cross the line and it's a foul. No, yeah. Okay, okay. <laughs> and be careful because you cannot, you like, you can bump into each other. So be careful if you, you like, turn around and you hit each other. And I don't know, a horrible accident, accident can happen. Yeah. So I was like, okay. Uh, okay, let's do this. I remember getting off my first Tucker and looking at my brother, and I'd be like, drinking a whole Gatorade and being like, "What the hell is this?"
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's funny. I, I, it doesn't go away. <laughs> like, not no. Sometimes, <laughs> sometimes you're just out there in the field, and maybe this just me when you mentioned like the pink polo tournament it's it's kind of a full circle moment for me because uh mm-hmm. the first podcast with marissa she said that her favorite place she's ever played was in guatemala
2: Woo! that's <laughs>
0: amazing
1: i'm pretty sure it was because she was at the tournament so uh, no, i think...
0: have to tell you all about this yeah
1: tell t- t- me tell me about the the tournament and how to get it set up like w- what was your role in it of I have, I have a bunch of questions
0: Okay, so basically I got hooked into polo, right? So I started, I don't know, sticking ball and going to practices and playing the, like the beginner's polo, you know? I just started seeing that more and more girls were getting involved too. And the polo manager is a really close friend of mine. So I would start like teasing him like, hey, your, your events are... We should do this in this event, you know, and make it a little bit more posh and like make an event out of it. Have sponsors and uh, uh. so the thing is that they used to do it, but in in COVID 19 they stopped. So I would always be teasing, or complaining, or giving suggestions per se, you know. Mm-hmm. So he turns around and tells me like, do you want to get involved? <laughs> and I was like, yes. And he told me, okay, organize your first women's tournament. That's gonna be your event. I'm not gonna get involved and you're gonna do it from scratch. And I'm like, okay. Basically, this was, we talked about it on like the first year that I started playing polo. I maybe started playing in fe- February. So he told me this in November, December,
2: mm-hmm. but I
0: never really took it seriously. So the polo event was in March and um, it was like, I don't know, January, February. And I was, I was, I would turn around to him and ask him, like, are you really serious? You're not going to help me with this. <laughs> I had no idea what to do with a polo event or mm-hmm. a girls match, you know. First, I needed girls. Then I needed horses. Then I needed international girls to make it more, much more fun, you know. And then I wanted a party, like a real cool one, you know. Something different to put like the women's polo out in the open in Guatemala. From the start, all of a sudden, I started making this uh, huge event. I started getting sponsors. I got Veveclico involved. I got Lexus involved. I got uh, a lot of uh, Guatemalan businesses and local, like, I don't know, girl mo- mostly girl entrepreneurs to bring their brands and, and sponsor the gifts and, and the trophies and all this stuff you know and it's all of a sudden it started getting much more interesting because you get more people involved more businesses it becomes something that it, it doesn't only matter to me but it matters to a brand it matters to the polo club it matters to the association because it was the first pink polo cup in all central america like we're talking about Honduras, El Salvador, Costa Rica, Panama, like many, many countries that like for us is very important. And in Guatemala too. We had three teams. We had three teams In one of them was Marissa. She literally kicked our asses, but she's, she's just amazing. The level yes. was really competitive. We had another Colombian player, which she has four, three, four goals right now in, in Argentina. Her name is Andrea Quintero Sospina. She's amazing. We've, doing, we've talked a lot lately. I'm Marisa's mom. And then uh, Mariana Garibay. So eventually I had all these things planned up.
1: Tell me, tell, so me about, tell me about where you started. Like, okay, so it's it's January. All of a sudden you're mm-hmm. super stressed because the event is not. <laughs> right? Super stressed. And you're like, oh, this is actually happening and I ha- I'm the one responsible.
0: <laughs> yeah. How, how, did
1: you, how did you get players?
0: I, I need players, but I've been making these teams for a while now, you know, oh. and th- that's the only thing that I had covered. But I'll tell you, it all started because there is another girl in Guatemala. She is actually from the U.S. and she has. She's friends with Marissa, mm. and aha uh-huh, so she's friends with Marissa, and she said, "Okay, I can invite three of my friends who play polo, and we we can have the tournament started," you know. It was super fun. In theory, there were going to come three girls from the U.S. And in the, the day before the tournament starts, one cancels me. And she says, like, OK, I'm not going to come because I don't have a passport. And I'm like, what the hell? <laughs> so I had to find another player or the other solution was for me and another girl to do half a guy for another team because we were three teams. Um, <laughs> Oh, my God. I
1: see you having flashbacks of that, like... like oh, my God.
0: <laughs> I literally... No, because you know what this means. Like, I had one less good, good girl, you know? Like, a, a solid four, you know? For yeah. the level to be competitive, down, you know? And I'm like, holy shit, we need someone relatively good to play, you know? So I spent the whole day, literally, the whole day, figuring out, calling people who could come on the next flight to Guatemala.
2: <laughs> it was up?
0: really stressful. Who ended up playing? Eh, Andrea Quintero Sospina from Colombia. A nightmare, basically, because I, I didn't know. Like, I would have to play another game, basically. Mm-hmm. And I, I wasn't sure I was ready for... for no, and, like, the level wasn't going to be the same, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Marisa was going to kill my better team. I need I need this to be good, you know? Yeah. And yeah, the players were were a story. When, when was it? It
1: was last year, right? Around M- March of last year? It
0: was, no, it was this year, March. And we ended up planning a three-day event. We had the first day, uh, the ceremony. We had a great dinner. I, I gave every girl like their shirts and their stuff. Because I, I got even to, like, the electrolyte uh, hi- hydration sponsor. That I gave her a whole package of all this stuff, so it was yeah. fun.
1: So then, and okay. then
0: we had a karaoke night and a stado, and we ended up with this huge Bebe Clico party. So it was amazing. <laughs>
1: that sounds <laughs> fun. <laughs> okay, so you have the players covered. What happened after? How do you get sponsors?
0: How do you get sponsors? That's when you get creative, you know? Like, you... Like, you have to sell the sport basically and sell the event and sell everything, you know. So, you just start calling people and telling them, Listen, um, I have this amazing polo team, they plan to, to make a huge event of it. It's gonna be super fun. I don't know. First was to go and, and figure out the party basically on my own. I started planning the party on my own, and then I got Viveklico involved in this, and they kind of like sponsored the the the, the whole event. So basically, they they put up the whole party too. It was amazing because we had like a saxophone and all this stuff. So the party was already built. So then I said, okay, we need marketing. I say, we need marketing. We need advertising. It's the most important thing right now to have in terms of like event planning, or you can you can like get content and then make it even a bigger deal this year, for example, or selling it more.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: So sponsors start, started calling in before I started like before I started call, being like very like persistent. Come on, it's gonna be amazing. Offering I don't know. I offered basically all the the plan of the, the social media part. Mm -hmm. and um, some stuff was already covered and all this stuff and it was really fun actually it was a great event people wanted to be part of it so
1: that's awesome
2: congrats (laughs) thank you (laughs) Uh, um...
0: i need more until i can have like 10 more and already like i don't know hire a a, um, somebody like somebody really cool and come play and something super fun
1: you get like me that's and that's, that's
0: whenever i'm gonna say i made this yeah maybe bad bunny comes to play to one of my polo team polo tournaments.
1: <laughs> that's what needs to, i think that's like what needs to happen like, <laughs> like honestly there needs it needs to in order for it to get like on the world stage you know to get big yeah there needs to be it needs yeah. to be fun like that it needs to make some people it's yeah it's, you know
0: it needs to be a little bit more accessible for other people to enjoy and see you know
1: yeah exactly um what else what else so uh, at, how did you feel after so like the polo event happened everybody had a ton of fun uh
2: you had okay
0: so team. the polo event oh my god it like the real event eventually started becoming a shit show at the beginning because the dj didn't arrive on time <laughs> my god event planning is 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 a lot Mm-hmm. And you have to really be on top of everything and um, nothing. There's a lot of stuff that I'll do different. But in the end, people were very, very happy with the event. The decoration was amazing. Vive Clico did an amazing job at it. The entrepreneurs, the gifts were incredible. Everybody was super happy. The hosts were, um, like, everybody was amazing. We had a blast. We had a karaoke night one day. <laughs> um We just had so much fun, and people saw us having fun. The level was amazing. The horses were great, too. I didn't have many complaints about them. Um, The sponsors were super happy. We ended up having 250 people instead of uh, what we had planned before. Vive sold all his alcohol. The people who were giving the food sold all his alcohol, eh, all the food. It was in terms of like uh what it was supposed to be, it exceeded expectations, you know, so people were really happy, but yeah. it was hard work, you know it's not it's not it's not as easy as
1: the best events look and feel mm-hmm. seamless, right yeah but the yeah, work basically it takes I had to, to get kick out there.
0: people <laughs>
1: yeah, exactly, so did you like? pardon my crudeness like did so did you like make money off of it like was there was there was that part of it or were you giving it i don't know i'm just curious like how does
0: it in in terms of money and revenues of this type of events the first my first objective was getting out of it you know like getting it done however it could be you know (laughs) remember i was in january literally sitting at my job and asking my friend like do you really are you really not going to help me uh, plan this event? And he said, no, I'm not going to even give you sponsors that I used before. <laughs> so I was like, okay, fuck, okay. So I just started selling the event as, as something that uh, somebody could come and sell and get profit from that. Basically, mm-hmm. that's what Bebe Clico and this uh, asador went to do because mm. we had meat and all this stuff. So we had meat and we had champagne, but I didn't offer more food because it's a logistics to get this stuff there, and the types of caterings in these locations in in particular. So I said, okay, that side of the business is going to be yours, so that everything happens and people are happy and all this stuff. Well, I charged every Guatemalan player a fee, and that helped me cover certain fixed costs. For example, a photographer, uh, an ambulance. We had to pay so many people. We had no idea they even existed, you know. Mm -hmm. For example, uh, I didn't make any money. I even put money from my pocket (laughs) to bring Andrea to Colombia, (laughs) to to Guatemala. (laughs) From Colombia (laughs) to Guatemala. uh, From Colombia to Guatemala. But in the end... I mean you're, you're making an investment in something that could take a lot of part later, you know? Yeah. Now I think next year is gonna based on this idea and this sponsor of Wevelico, we're gonna have the whole season, next year of polo, like ba- basically uh, sponsored by Wevelicot or have a few tournaments, more tournaments of this type. Going on, so we make the polo polo an event more, much more of a of a of a just a tournament too, you know. So it might attract even more people to the to the sport. So it might be fun.
1: It's such an experience for someone to travel internationally, get to play on,
0: yeah.
1: uh, You know, Guatemala polo uh, polo horses,
0: mm-hmm.
1: meet like the people there, and then ultimately just like play in a different country, play in a new field. All that yeah. is
0: so fun. Yeah, it's super fun. At the end of polo, is, is, it's, a com- it's a community. And um, like as a young entrepreneur and making my life as I, as I keep on going in my professional, professional life and at the same time maintaining my horses and playing polo and taking care of them, at the end it's for you to actually enjoy um, the sport and uh, the process too. So it, every sport is sold, you know? Maybe we make a different twist to the sport where you can sell more brands. There's so many marketing ideas nowadays. It's insane how you can make money, you know? So it might, like, the cost can be covered. More people can join, you know? So it could be much bigger in general.
1: It sounds like you have, like, these, it sounds like you have really big ideas. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, yeah, it's 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 interesting. I mean, at the end, of course, you have to invest in, in the sport, in the beginning, but maybe having, for example, uh, that your events get get into a certain scale that you can have sponsors that want to. I don't know. The other day, I had celebrity cruises wanting to sponsor one whole tournament, and it, and it didn't happen in the end because something internal. But anyways, I swear that there's people who want to to sponsor the the event, and you can bring players from anywhere. Get Get people to know what Guatemala is too, based in on polo too. So it's it's a benefit to everybody. Wow! Injecting money into the polo ecosystem in in a way or another.
1: (laughs) Yeah, and you know by default, I think when you do that, you're also investing in local economy like local yeah. entrepreneurs in your case this was like local women entrepreneurs who were like gifting their their stuff and now mm. they're aware. Mm. that's also like really really awesome
0: we've been having a great conversation yeah it's been I so i know fun. i could go in i could go in so many ways so <laughs>
1: what do you think is in the the end of this uh journey for you like is it a is it a startup is it like maybe planning another few events in the polo community like is, mm. is your goal to bring that Bunny to Guatemala and like perform like that, <laughs> that could be cool, right? So um, I, I'm, I'm curious. I love I love ideas. So um, uh, just, like wanting to know like
0: or curious about yeah. It. Ah, uh, definitely, I'm gonna plan plan a, a few more events uh, around polo. Hopefully, we are gonna have another pink polo next year, based on the brand um, traction we had on people wanting to be part of this event. We are going to start planning even now what sponsors to bring into the, how, how what big of a, spo, a scope we can get this event to. Basically, this is because many of the sponsors that I used to, I, I called would always tell me, ah, so bad, I, ha- I had budget, but if you would talk to us before, I would have put, placed it in my budget. You know, like I would have given you more money. So we're going to start talking to more people and see how that goes. Yeah. And uh, then, I don't know. I think I'm going to work for a, I don't know. I have a feeling. I think I'm going to get involved into a startup where I'm going to start doing something or
2: <laughs> it's a good just feeling.
0: have these feeling.
1: <laughs> it's exciting for sure. And, and it's, a, it's a good feeling to have. So why don't we do this? Uh, let's uh let's transition into the uh the rapid fire questions. Do you have a favorite horse that you've ever written?
0: Oh my god, yes. I had this horse called Sarandi and I literally won everything in my children's this is a, a show jumping. Show jumping, yeah. Um I won everything in my well in Guatemala. Obviously, well, I was very competitive, it was super fun to ride, it was super easy and very trusting. It would be him, and then Polo. Oof, I have one called uh, La Colchonera, she's super fun to ride, and she's so pretty. Literally, she just has like a sculpture, she's like a tough, small horse.
2: Yeah,
0: uh, he's an she's an appendix. Which oh, is a, uh, uh huh, a mix. Uh, war- I think it's a warm blood nine and in a quarter of a mile, I don't know which one is it I, but she's I, I, super so, uh, agile
1: appendix is half quarter half thoroughbred right half quarter horse half thoroughbred
0: uh, excellent exactly. yeah, yeah yeah she's just small and so easy right literally
1: nice so for your favorite show jumping horse uh-huh. and colchonera yeah. so colchon in spanish means sofa like it anything
2: to do with with <laughs> yeah, that
0: okay so no, my brothers started naming all our, our polo horses, like Spanish, Spaniard from Spain, you know, like a city or a team. So Colchonera is what, Los Colchoneros is what they call the Atlético del Madrid fans.
1: Oh, so that's why
0: her name is <laughs> La Colchonera.
1: Yeah. I didn't know that. Wow. Nice. Okay,
0: cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> get creative
1: it's funny although players start naming strings um and they like mm-hmm. keep a theme they gabby gracida the guy in el paso he names uh-huh. he started naming all his horses. there was like a string of horses he named Olmeca, <laughs> azteca yeah,
0: okay, amazing yeah that, uh, or just that's Latin America. so funny yeah. okay so i have all the spanish cities in my barn, basically. <laughs> Sevilla, Marbella, Madrid, Colchonera. <laughs> that, all of them, literally.
1: That's awesome. Next question. What do you love to do outside of work?
0: Something that has to do with moving myself. I don't know. I'm always either uh, trying salsa dance or boxing or playing polo or, <laughs> or I don't know. I've just recently discovered yoga, but I don't know how much I'm going to last on that. But I'll give that a try. So yeah, I love just moving myself. It gives you like really good endorphins and all this stuff. So it's good for you too.
1: And, and do you have like a favorite <laughs> hike or a favorite like place to go outside in in
2: Guate?
0: Oof, I would say the polo fields in in Guate are literally my favorite place in Guatemala. Mm. It's insane. You have a Volcán de Agua right in front of the polo fields, and right next to it, it's a, a lake called Lake Matitlang mm-hmm. and sunsets are incredible that's on one side and then you have another volcano on the other side you're just like I feel like very grounded to nature in that in, in that place
1: wow that's awesome incredible I, I I have to I'm gonna have to go visit I really want to
0: yes you should come I'm gonna plan <laughs> another polo event where I'm gonna invite you <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'll be there I'll be there. <laughs> um, I'll be there sooner who knows anyway next question knowing what you know now uh what's one piece of advice you would give your younger self
0: i would tell to my younger self that consistency is key to everything consistency everything you do and everything is a process and i would tell my younger self too that uh take risks what do you have to lose
1: favorite pl- what's the what's your favorite place you've ever written like ridden a horse
0: Oh my god there's this place in Mexico in Monterrey and the club is insane it's beautiful 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 very well made a huge paddock eh, there's courses for eventing it's it's just a dream basically mm-hmm. i just felt very important just riding my brother's horses in that paddock because i didn't even compete
1: (laughs) nice uh what's do you remember what the club was called
0: Eh, la cia
1: la cia nice okay that's
0: good
1: that's good to know next last question is if you could have dinner with three people in history Mm -hmm. dead or alive who would you invite to Mm -hmm.
0: do planning on that i actually had putin then I had Sheikha Maita bin Mohammed Al Maktoum. She plays polo. Oh wow! She's amazing. By the way, she plays polo. She has a uh, she's she has a, a team playing in all the big tournaments right now in, in polo. And and she's actually the princess, the daughter of the prime minister and well vice president of the United uh, United States Arabs. Did I say oh, that right? Arab, I'm so
1: Arab Emirates?
0: You, uh, sorry. Yeah. I'm just translating in, in, from Spanish to English. Yeah. She's, she's amazing. She was also the first woman to carry the, tour, the flag in the, the opening ceremony in, 2000, in 2008 Olympics in Beijing mm-hmm. for her country. Wow. Um, uh, for the UAE and that must be amazing to have so i had her i had putin and then i had beyonce <laughs> <laughs>
2: that
1: would be a very like very that would
0: be an amazing cool. trio imagine like we can talk like super important diplomatic stuff about women with beyonce and Sheikha, and have like trump uh, putting a little putting a little bit Feeling weird, but then we would have like I don't know Beyonce sing to us all, you know. So that would be amazing. <laughs> I,
1: I can only imagine uh, what that dinner would, would be like. You would have to walk in with a truce, like okay, <laughs> yeah. This this like, is a safe place.
0: Come, you were, come give me all the all the bills you want. Like what is Treaty of Versailles? What is like whatever they're doing right now in Vienna? Yeah,
2: exactly.
0: This is how how deals are made <laughs>
1: yeah over dinner in a bottle of vodka
0: <laughs> and Beyonce <the> uh,
1: <laughs> Mariana thank you so much for, for taking time <laughs> to to be on here today and uh, really I love the conversation I thought it went really really well so um, thank you so so much I learned, I it, learned it,
0: was, it, it was really fun thank you for having me